Okay, I got the movie picked out. I just got to sign it out, and we should be all good to go for tonight. Name of film. Elysium. Reason for selection. It's Matt Damon week once again. And purpose of event. The RNC Conference. Oh, man. Donnie Boy's going to love this one. up everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the i'd like a refund podcast i am of course one of the hosts uh joel joining me today as always cameron yeah what's up man how you doing how you doing bud the reason why i laughed is because joel pointed at ryan because they're in the same room together and it caught me off guard i was like oh it's he's talking to me but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> great explanation. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, know, Ryan is also here. Ryan, what's up? I've got to recharge my brain after that explanation. <laughs> that was um, that was something. Wow, that was impressive. Yeah. Um, you just kind of have to plug me back in. I'm going to plug you back and re- in. And reboot and me. Reboot. Download. Mm-hmm. Does not stuff. compute. Um, how are we, how are we all doing? Are we doing? We're pretty good. You know, yeah. we're coming off of that, uh, that most recent episode we had. We had our friends at the Genre Geeks over. Uh, for that one, that was a great time. That episode just came out Robocop. Uh, today. Today, uh, it was today, right? It was. Yeah, it was yeah, today. I, I forgot it was today. <laughs> um, uh, I was like, when did I? Yeah, that? it's today. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, we're really uh, we're in a nice little swing of things. We've actually, uh, I was looking at this earlier today. The movies we've been on since we've come back from the holiday break have just been abysmal. It's been a run, <laughs> man. <laughs> it's been yeah, they've something. sucked, right? Yeah, and I get to do the I get to pick the one for this next week, and yes. boy, do I have something special planned for oh, you guys! I'm excited. Yay! Uh, but we have to get through this episode before we can talk about the real fun that's going to happen soon here. That's true. Um, well, you um as as one of our hosts, your main thing <laughs> yeah, that, you one can, of them. that you contribute to each episode is you have your question of the week, and I am I'm dying to know what Dude, it is this week. Okay, so let me put this out there: Ryan and I watched this movie together uh, about. They didn't invite me over ago. for, for the record. We finished ago. it about 15 minutes ago. Um, maybe we didn't invite you. You're in the other side of the country. Or not still, the country. You're invite way up in nice. Vacaville. Yeah. yeah, invite would have been nice still. Hey, Cameron, you want to come watch a movie? Yeah, sure, when? <laughs> didn't know it was planned. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours um, ago. So that being said, I actually don't have a question. Really? I, yeah, I didn't even think about that because I was too engrossed. Normally, I watch the movie and I have like a day to think of a question. We just finished it like 10 minutes ago. Do you have anything? Like, is there something like you came up with? You know, if there was ever an episode that didn't garner us having a question to start the episode, I think this, this could be, be it. it. Yeah, this could be it. Cameron, you like to butt in recently with your own questions. Do you have one? Yeah, the last episode, it was like, did you have a question? Yeah, I do. Okay, so here, and he just starts saying, yeah, it was funny. I... Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good question. If I have a question, which I don't have a question today, <laughs> I actually Do don't. Have, I was actually looking forward to Joel's question quite a bit, so I didn't prep a question for the question yeah. segment. 
You know what, Ben? If we don't have a question, let's just pick some random topic to talk about before we start. This okay, movie. here I'm gonna I'm gonna. There's got to be something on online like random topic generator or something. Let's say. <laughs> just, what about Pokemon? Oh, topic. What'd you say, Cameron? What about Pokemon? Because the Pokemon game just came out on Friday. Is it good? Have you started playing? I I haven't played. So here's here's the thing. I so this is what we're doing a video game. I guess I have decided. If there's a random topic I'll generator, right we could now. do it every week. So. I have decided. Yes. That I'm going to the time that i could be spent that time that i play video games i could be working on like writing projects so mm-hmm. um i'm only giving myself like three hours of video games time a week a week yeah. wow so uh, how much of that is being dedicated to league of legends about 90 percent of it that's jesus <laughs> this man out but here i play it with friends PS5. that's why not pl- and playing oh well when dying light 2 comes out there might Unbelievable. be you know that you can schedule your days and weeks out well where you can have free time to do both things like i do <laughs> okay sorry go ahead <laughs> i'm just saying you yeah, can I could. we can organize this for you if we i must. could we'll see all right joe what do you got so i found this one and it was first of all it's generating random stuff like this one here says what is sean connery's real first name question mark thomas um, Thomas Connery. One of these just says Africa. <laughs> but this it's one. It's gonna right? take a lot to drive me away from you. I think this one's actually a really cool prompt. Okay. Okay. If you were gonna go to the movies alone, what would be the perfect film for you to watch by yourself? Just to clarify something, we've all done that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? We've all gone to the movies. What by was the movie that Pee Wee Herman went and saw? Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, can you repeat the question one more time? Yeah. yeah. So, if you were to go to the movies alone. Mm-hmm. What would be the perfect film to watch by yourself? When you say, like, are we going alone with, I would like, say, with like, a full crowd, but we're there by ourselves? Or is I, the, the, the theater empty? It's just you. Yeah, it's just So you. the theater's empty. Empty theater. You're the only one in there. Oh, <clears throat> interesting. I mean, when I went and saw Wolf of Wall Street, that was definitely a movie uh, I wished I had saw. Well, I'm glad I didn't see it with any family members, but... Uh, smaller. I saw that with my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I told you guys this. When I went to go see um, Wolf of Wall Street, a I was the first one in the theater. It was the day after Christmas. I was I was home alone actually because my parents were at my grandparents' house. I saw Home Alone. Um, and so uh, I worked on I worked on December twenty sixth. And when I got off, I went to the outback across the street. I went and got a prime rib all by myself, and I was the only one in there. There's maybe like a couple other, like maybe two or three other people in there, but the waitress uh, kind of hung out with me the entire time because she felt bad for me for being alone. Um, and then afterwards, I went and saw Wolf of Wall Street. Now I was I was 16 at the time, which means I legally couldn't buy a, a you know a radar ticket. But because I worked at the movie theater, they didn't care. So I went and saw Wolf of Wall Street. I sat down in the theater, first person in the theater. An old woman comes in, old lady comes in. She sits down right next to me. I am in the largest theater in the entire uh, in the entire sixteen theaters. area. <laughs> and, and this woman sits down right next to me. So I get up, I go quote unquote use the bathroom, and then find a different seat in the theater. But I was like, Damn, really? This these lady people not was have... trying to have like a movie date with you, and you just dipped. Yeah, but. Um, she left after the um, snorting cocaine out of a hooker's ass scene in the first five seconds of the movie. 
Actually, I think the movie starts off with a blowjob in a Ferrari, and then the scene after that is the snorting cocaine out of a hooker's ass. <laughs> so that's what. So what would you go see? <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Uh, I feel like if I'm gonna do this, I want to see something where like I'm like fully encapsulated in what's happening, where like nothing's distracting me, like no, like just no distractions from other people whatsoever. So if I'm trying to think of a film that I could go back and see it that way. Um, hmm, it's tough. You know what? Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time is a movie that I kind of wish I had seen with no other people just because of the way that it's shot and the story that it's telling just really makes me just, just has me on the edge of my seat. If I could go back and see Birdman within an empty theater, I would go do that. I like that. It's interesting. Mine's on a. I'm in like a similar thought process. Because you don't want to see one of those like big blockbuster fun movies by yourselves. You like no, you like yeah. No, I want a similar. I want to go see Fast and Furious Ten all by myself. (laughs) Fast Ten, your seatbelts featuring Jason Momoa. If they don't call it Fast Ten, your seatbelts, they're (laughs) screwing up. We need to go to Universal and complain. Um. No, uh, I would probably pick Interstellar in just the, the perfect theater. Just me sitting in there alone. Dolby Atmos. I figured you were going to go there. I, maybe yeah. 70 mil. Um, that's one movie that I've already said anyway. Like, if I could rent a theater out and I got to choose what I watched, it would be Interstellar. And I would even pick it over Jurassic Park. I mean, Jurassic Park's my favorite movie, but, like, if I'm going to have this theater experience and I get to pick Did you go see the re-release of Jurassic Park in theaters? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. You see the three so, D version? Yeah. Okay. Well. So I think I would see it in, or I, I think I'd see Interstellar. It's a good call. Solid movie. So yeah. Well, thanks, random topic generator. That was fun. Yeah, I like that. That was a good topic. Since uh, we should just do random generator every week now, except not so have a big movie theme. Talk about Africa. No, because that's not really a topic. Um, it can be that we can properly discuss. <laughs> Well, like there's a river in Africa, so we could talk about that. There's a what? A river. You mean the Nile? Yeah, so we could talk about that one. Like the biggest river in the world? Yeah. And if you don't believe him, you're in denial. Boo. Um, okay. We just talked about Africa. See, it wasn't that hard, Ryan. All right. Yeah. Excuse me for not... We could also talk about Africa by Toto, like you said. It's a great song, so... They have a couple good songs. Mm Mm-hmm. What was it? Uh, they do Rosanna. You ever heard of Rosanna? Uh, I'm sure if I Oh, yeah. It. Roxanne. Hold the line. You know how to put all the da, red. No, that's, that's Roxanne. You all the way. Rosanna. Rosanna. He's doing the wrong thing. Okay. I don't know what's happening. Cameron, just stop. Isn't that the song? You were mixing up Roxanne and Rosanna. No. I was doing No, no. The second one was Rosanna. That part sure i don't know what's happening the point is it's a good song toto great band underrated shouts, shouts to toto Ch- children children Roxanne. children children round of applause for toto you and also a round of applause as well what did i say a pause round of applause. i do want to put this out there so the way we're recording which i actually think i came up with a better solution but it would require me going elsewhere uh, but the way we're recording this right now Ryan and I are in two separate pairs of AirPods. 
he's listening on the computer, which we are talking into. Mm-hmm. I'm listening through my phone, which is getting the feedback of the recording. So I can hear myself as well as Ryan on about a one second delay. So if at any point all of a sudden I'm talking like this, it's because I essentially have a speech jammer in my ear right now. Talking so, like a robot. Yes. One of the, char- is, one of the yeah. characters in this movie does that. Um, so there's going to be points where I like weirdly stutter and stuff like that. That's why I'm trying to do my best to like volume control. If I'm the one talking, I'll turn it down. And as soon as somebody else starts talking, I'll turn it up. So hopefully it won't be too much. You mean like you're doing right now? Like I'm doing right now. Correct. Okay. Um, what do you say guys? Let's just uh, get right into it. Let's crack the, well, we didn't get right into it. We had as many Well, let's right now just get right into it. Uh, Joel, Elysium. Elysium. Why? Just why? Why would okay, you? So why kinda, would you? Why would you not only subject yourself to this in the past, but then subject us to this in the future? So when I first saw this, I kind of talked about this a little bit last week, but like I was living with my cousin and my aunt, and they used to go to the movies all the time, and I would just join them. Usually, it was one of those things where it was like, kind of like you guys right now, when you were in Burbank. It was like, well, this is in theaters, so let's see it. So we went and we saw this. I had no clue what it was about. I had not heard about it. I knew nothing about it. And as I said last week, and as I told Ryan earlier, this is the last time and probably the most like notable time that I walked out of a theater and was just like upset. And I was like, why did I watch that? And in lieu of the name, or not in lieu, like going with the name of the show, like <laughs> I literally was almost like, I wish I didn't see that. Like I would have wanted a refund, you know? Um, so when you first brought up the topic of the show, this was literally the first movie that came to my mind. Really? Because I've talked to people about this a lot. Like not just when we talk about on the show, like even before the show existed, I've always told people like, I am the type of person that will go to a movie and I walk out and I'm 90% of the time. I'm like, yeah, it was fine. That is is your moniker. Yeah. It's you either get, I would say 85% of the time you're getting an, uh, it's fine. 10% of the time you're getting an, oh my God, it was so good. 5% 5% of the time, you might get a like, uh, like a, a negative response, right? right? right. Um, so that said, this is a movie that I've talked about a lot with people because I've always said, like, this movie was so bad that I I was upset when I walked out of it. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why I picked it. So let me, before the other two of us answer, let me ask you an important question. Is this the worst movie you've ever seen? That's hard because through watching the show, we've watched some bad stuff. Yes, stuff that you've never, you had never seen yeah. before. Yeah, and, and, and famously in like the second, the third episode, I'm sorry, in the third episode, we watched Green Lantern. <laughs> and I literally said, this is, the, on the show, I said, this is the worst movie I've ever seen I in my I was very life. proud. Which, having moved forward, I would much rather watch that over a, a, oh, a handful yeah. of the movies oh, that we've watched. Absolutely. Um, but that said, I don't, it's hard to say because... Elysium just like really pisses me off. That's the problem. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let me let me throw a little caveat on it. Is it the worst film you've ever seen in the theater? Sure. Let's. I'll say okay. that. Yeah. Okay. I'll say that, yeah. And um, seeing it a second time, was it better, worse, or the same watching it again? It was. I would say probably the same. Maybe even a little worse. <laughs> and I was upset at things that I like that I was upset at the first time, but not as upset. Yeah. And then there was one thing that I was very upset about the first time I saw this that I actually did not feel this time. It almost like not resolved itself, but a big issue I had with it the first time I watched it 
on this viewing, okay. I realized it wasn't an issue. Oh, interesting. I'll um, be curious. But I'll I still curious. had problems with the movie. Okay. So. I'll be curious to hear what that is. Um, so as the person who got to experience this for the first time tonight, uh, while in your presence, I was I had forgotten that you had seen it already. Mm -hmm. I thought this was one of those ones, which you've done a couple of times. I think we all have, just going in blind, not knowing yeah. what to expect. Um, so knowing that you'd seen it already, I had a feeling that like this was going to be like a train wreck of like a film. Like if I picked it. And yeah. Because yeah. like, like, looking at what you've picked, it hasn't been like egregious, right. some of the stuff that you've picked. Um, there's been some rough stuff here and there, but you've definitely been the lightest in terms mm -hmm. of like just horrible films that we have to watch but the caveat you tacked on at the end of last week's episode for this one had me intrigued uh now just for the record i am not a neil blomkamp fan who's the director of this film i don't find his film style all that entertaining um and this of his three mainstream films between this district nine and uh chappie this is the one that i went into having the least amount of faith in it being good without knowing anything that a trailer did, had shown me. I didn't mm -hmm. know I didn't know what the story was, I didn't know what they were doing, I didn't know anything about the cast going into this. And now after seeing it, this movie makes me very upset that I had to watch it. Um this is there the the thing with a lot of these films if we watch is like there are a lot of stupid reasons that we, when we watch some of these films that they're like, Oh, these are horrible, but they're stupid reasons. Like, like funny in a way, um, where this one, the things that are bothersome in this film, I think are bothersome in a grander scheme of things that we deal with in the world, especially in this country. Ooh. Um, and just seeing the film that I, what did it took place? This was 2013? 2015. No, I meant like when it released. Oh, like 20, <laughs> yeah, 20, yeah, no, 2013. Um, yeah, man, just some of the, some of the topics that they either hint at or just mm -hmm. hit on the nose in the worst way possible just made this so unappealing to watch. And I think I, it's one of those times where I don't even know if I'm going to have a good time talking down on it, but I think. Like I'm ready to I'm ready to get going because I want to rip this one apart. Um, Cameron, you just like myself, this was your first. Yeah, movie, I hadn't correct? seen it now. Um, and go ahead, the floor is yours. What are your thoughts after seeing it? Yeah, so um, I unlike um, unlike Ryan, um, have liked the two. I've seen two Neil Blockamp films. Uh, I saw uh, District Nine, which I think is really good. Um, and then I saw Chappie, which I also enjoyed. And I know Chappie didn't get great reviews, but I think I saw that movie like twice in theaters because I enjoyed it. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I didn't see Elysium when it came out specifically because I saw that the reviews weren't that great and like came out. Yeah, like you said, 2013, I was in high school and it was like at that time, I only had enough money to go to certain movies and. And this was one of the ones I decided not to go to because I mm -hmm. didn't want to pay, you know, eight dollars. Uh, so I watched the movie with my dad on Sunday uh, last night. Yeah. Uh, after the football game. And I'm very. Um, I'm easily the minority in this one, as it sounds. I actually thought this movie wasn't that bad. I enjoyed it. I had a feeling, honestly. 
Yeah. Now, now there are things. This isn't a movie I would be like. I would come up and you guys are going to say like I because I know you guys have issues with this movie, and there are a lot of things in this movie that just don't really make a ton of sense, and like are like story wise. I, it's not like I could be like, oh, I'm going to stand here and defend the choices that Neil made and defend the choices that, the, you know, that were, um, you know, some of the plot choices or um, and stuff like that. No, I, I that's not what I'm going to do. But at, at the, I do think like this is a movie I watched with my dad. And we were both like, huh? Yeah, it was, that was interesting. That was, you know, it was fine. Um, yeah, and I'm sure we'll get more in depth. But I think overall this movie was fine. Do I need to see it in theaters? No. Would I watch it again? Will I watch it again? No. But if someone has it on, I wouldn't be like, oh, God, turn this damn movie off. This sucks. This is definitely not even close to... I would say this is one of the better movies we've watched on this podcast. Mm. Oh. <laughs> no. See, I was fine with what you were saying. Oh, I wasn't fine with it. I actually hated everything that you said. <laughs> um, but at the very end, tacking on, like, this is one of the better movies that we've seen. Like, yeah, we're watching... We're doing a podcast on shit movies. This movie is... I, I, I It's not a shit movie. Yes, it is. No, I disagree. It is. It is. Like, I, what do you like? Let's just get this out of the... What yeah, do you go. like about this movie? Okay, well, in general, um, I like Neil Blomkamp's um, approach to sci-fi. I really do. I think it's a very... Um, You're like the only person, <laughs> it seems like. Because he's just getting worse and worse on his track record, it seems. No, I, I, I like how his, I like how they have like this feeling of like, I don't know. I like Los Angeles. I was watching, you know, it's Los Angeles, and it feels like a third world country. Um, Is and, it because all the white people got sent to a better place? Well, yeah, I mean that's that's, I guess, part of it. But like, I, I think that like, <laughs> I think that like Neil. Blum hey, all can, the. Hey, any all of the rich people that are high society, we're gonna take them off of LA and send them to a nice place in the sky. What's the demographic? Their skin color has to be white. <laughs> That's how we determine. Are we surprised? There, it's not. But like, in terms of what surprised, how like like it, like are you saying like the movie's wrong in that aspect? I just think it, it it's just not something that needs to be harped on. Like I just don't think that's the route that they have to go. Like why not just... it's realistic mm. come on if we come on everything is it... this is my thing with this movie and i feel like this is why you like this movie okay because you're you're very versed and have your your hands in the the political world right like you you these are things that you care about and you research and you you, you know all this kind of stuff whereas like someone like me i, don't, I, I can't speak for where ryan stands someone like me like I honestly don't care. Like I don't really follow too many political things because to me it's like no matter what happens, we're all screwed anyway, so it doesn't matter, right? So when I see something like this, it's so ham-fisted, like like this is what this is about, and look how wrong this is, and look at how capitalism is ruining these people, and and oh, get you put put yourself in this trash compactor because I need you to do this work, and don't breathe on me because you're lower class and. Oh, all the rich people get to go up here where they can never die. But all you poor brown people got to stay on earth and you're going to die if you get a splinter. Like, it's just so in your face. And and all of Neil Blomkamp's stuff, like, has kind of this, like, these themes of oh, social, like, immigration. It's, it's, it's very political. Right, it's just all mass social commentary. District 9 is, is about genocide. Does. 
and, and all <clears throat> all these people like do these types of films and stuff like that. That's fine. Like, if you have a not necessarily a story to tell, but like you have something you're trying to put into light, whatever. Cool. Like, I understand that. But this is just like so in your face and so over the top, in my opinion. And then surrounded with like a so-so story. Like, at least if you're gonna do that, then make the story worth it. I never, and we'll probably talk about this, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts, Cameron. I was never pulling for this guy. No. Like, never once was I a fan of Matt Damon's character. with Max, right? I think was his name. Yeah, his name's Max. Like, I was never a fan of him. I mm-hmm. didn't care if he succeeded in his, you know, quote-unquote mission or not. There were times where I was rooting for him to <clears throat> fail because of the things he was choosing mm-hmm. to do were yeah. just wrong. So, if you're going to take all these social commentary bits and just shove them in our face, literally, like, the like, first, like, 20 minutes of this movie is just, like, here, look at all this stuff happening. Like, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no like story beats to it that are that matter. It's just like, hey, look at all this stuff happening, and then it gets into our main story, and I just feel like it's so much that's being thrown at you with little actual context or, or, or like yeah, context built into it, like an actual story that I care about. Uh, I disagree. Well, obviously, why? <clears throat> well, okay, so I, I get what you're saying about like the social messages being too much i think that like it's less of an issue for me because it's inherent in all of his filmmaking whereas if it's just like kind of like a one-off where it's like oh this one movie like he's like trying to push this message i i feel like an issue like where it comes into an issue is like and you guys know how much i like the last jedi but um you know the casino planet in last jedi and that arc where um you know they start talking about like weapons and you know how and you know how war is this device for capitalism and stuff like that like that's something where it feels very ham-fisted and out of the blue because star wars i know star wars is political and obviously but like it it's not it's never been as head-on as it is with kind of that sort of sequence whereas neil blomkamp i expect that from his movies and so it's but not just necessarily... because just because it's expected doesn't mean it's what you should do. Like, I don't like see why, anything wrong with it. Why is this his? Though. Why is this his lane that he gets to operate in? Like, because... not everybody makes films like this. Why does he just get to do it because he's done it before? Well, because he's sharing his personal experience. This is these. I th- I feel like that's the thing that I like about Neil Blomkamp's um, films is they're all very they're all very personal, and you know obviously there's sci-fi and sci-fi in general is very 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 often a political form of art um a political genre but neil blomkamp is telling stories that are very uh familiar to him and putting them in using sci-fi to kind of explore different themes that are political i mean like i said district nine is about immigration there's genocide in it um it's it's very it's very very well done it's very powerful um you know chappy is again about you know class disparity and obviously elysium is about class disparity very much on the nose um i don't necessarily think it's an issue like obviously it's an issue for you guys so we just have different uh, we just have different opinions about you know what things are we expect or what things are we okay getting from you know getting from a film like i said i think sci-fi is a very uh politically inherently political genre 
which is why I don't see anything wrong with it, especially with how political Neil Blomkamp's uh, previous films have been. I don't have an issue with it. I just think it, I just think it bothers me a little bit that, you know, a guy who, you know, from what I gather, he's, he grew up decently well off, you know, got to, got to pursue his dreams at a young age living in, he grew up in Johannesburg and then moved to Vancouver when he was 18. It just feels like he's not the person I want this social commentary from. Like it, he just, it just doesn't fit. Like, I don't know the guy personally. I don't. But when I see these topics and I watch this film and it's so blatantly showcasing that like I it has I, I'm I'm sorry it has like white supremacy tones to it. I don't it just that. does. You don't agree with that? Uh no, I mean I, I don't necessarily get that. I think that I uh, now I I will there might, you know, there is a little bit of an issue the fact that like um literally all the supporting characters are um latino well that's that's my point main though is like all of the people up in elysium are white people right and then everybody that's that got left down on earth is either a criminal like matt damon or a person of color like so but like i, I made i, I made this that's... joke when we were watching it like if you if the republican party held like a movie night on a friday night this would be in their list of movies they would want to watch because they would just be rooting for all the people at elysium this is what I gather watching this film. That makes no just, sense. How does that not make sense? That's how it feels. Like Donald, like a guy like Donald Trump sees this movie and he's like, "That's the you know we could yeah because they're the not wall, smart. It's making fun of space. It's making fun of that. Where do you get it being made fun of in this movie? Well, they're trying to get they're trying to get all of the they're trying to get all of they're trying to make the class disparity not exist anymore. That's the whole goal of the movie. I'm not saying like, like I'm a little, I'm not, I'm not as like to that point where Ryan's saying, but at the same time, it never like, okay, so we obviously know these, all these people on all these team are the bad people, okay? And we see all this stuff and, and the, 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 the class separation and all this, okay? But then you have your main character, yeah. Matt Damon, yeah. who the like white, you're saying, whitest guy ever, whitest in the world. <laughs> And Boston, Cameron, Massachusetts. You're saying, Cameron, like, oh, like, it's they're supposed to, like, fix that separation and whatnot. Literally halfway through the movie, he says, screw this. I don't want to die. He so does. I'm just going to turn myself into these people. I don't care about everybody else. I don't want to die. So I'm turning myself into those people. And it's just like, how am I supposed to pull for this guy? How are we supposed to be? At this point, he's just saying, like, I don't care what happens to everybody else. I'll go up there, get myself cured, and either live on Elysium or screw it. Even if he gets sent back. He's not fixing anything mm -hmm. other than getting himself cured. And so it's like, well, how am I going to root for this guy, first of all? And second of all, these other people are still winning, you know? Oh, man. I, he, I said I wasn't going to... You guys are making this hard because I said I wasn't going to defend. But I think the points that you guys are coming up with are... are I, I don't have issues with them. The fact that he was doing it selfishly and then decided to die so that he could save everyone else... I think that is part of the arc. I don't necessarily think that. Listen, okay. I don't think, I think that Elysium has lots of weak points. Okay. One of the biggest weak points is that the whole, the whole like marketing of the film is that this guy is, you know, got this exoskeleton and like, you know, that's pretty cool. But the exoskeleton had nothing to do with the entire fucking movie. I it literally... I, but I, I, I'm sorry, but I think you're just dodging the point that he just made. 
What's the point? You didn't respond to anything he said about like this is a white savior movie. If we're just gonna be blunt, like I I'm not disagreeing like, like, with that. I'm just I just don't want to. It feels like you're just moving on to a new topic, and I just feel like we haven't heard. I want to know where your head's at with that. I really do. I'm not disagreeing. That's why I said there's an issue with Matt Damon being the. I, no, okay, no. So no, I did answer Joel's question. Joel said he was being selfish. He was being selfish, and he didn't want to root for him. I think that's why the ending, like him dying, was like he okay, was what selfish. The options there? He either gets he either basically kills himself by uploading the code or whatever, or the people come through and he dies anyway. So there's no stakes there for him. He's gonna die either way. Mm-hmm. So at this point, it's not, it's not like it's like oh he was such a hero. Why he was gonna die either way? All he had to do was hit enter or whatever, and he saves all these people. Cool. Did he save them? Sure, I guess. But at this point, it's not like he had a choice. It's not like they were gonna come barge in and be like, hey, well we'll save just you. Don't turn those codes over. No, they were going to come in. They were going to kill this guy. Mm-hmm. They were going to take the customer. They were going to kill him. So at this point, I'm I'm still not like in the. I don't have him in the vantage point of for myself that it's like he's being a hero of some right. kind. He didn't have a choice. He was either going to die or die and save some other people along the way. Where at that point, is he really thinking about everybody else, or is he more thinking about Ray and her daughter? Right, the only people he really seems to care about in the whole movie besides Diego Luna's character. So it's like, yeah, maybe he's doing it for them, but still, he's not, he does not concern with the rest of the people on Earth. He doesn't care about them. No, but I mean, I, I like I said, I'm not trying to defend this movie. I, I, I think that there are things, but I do think that some of the points you guys have come up with, I don't necessarily have an issue with. I don't necessarily have an issue with, um, with that point, Joel. It's not something that necessarily bothered me. I think that there are story beats that do bother me, like um, like Jodie Foster's character just being <laughs> really bad, just like a really poorly written character that um, is also very poorly acted. That character was like all of the villains in this movie were very poorly acted, like very like I mean, Joey. Any of the characters were. I think all of the characters were poorly acted. Okay, yeah, I mean, they. I mean, that's a good. That's a good point. But like, you want to talk about like cartoon villain, uh, cartoon level villainy, um, like the yeah, Carlisle guy. This character is like a mustache twirling henchman that just yeah runs off gibberish the whole time he's on screen. Yeah, and like he's got like, like I, super. Like he, I know he was speaking in his South African accent, but there were times it was like so mumbled you can't understand what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like there, you know, there were obviously like you know the whole like very kind of rapey vibes he gave at one point. Yes, and, mm-hmm. and like and like all the villains were the villains in this were really really bad. Um, like the point, like that's that's the that's the thing. I feel like there are a lot of things that like. I personally could be like, yeah, I understand why people would think that the the thing, the points you guys have brought up so far, I don't have issues with. And so that's just a, that's just a difference of opinion. And we'll say this. I'm certain that the other points that you're going to bring up are also things that bother us. Like there are a lot of like technical things mm-hmm. and just like filmmaking things that bother us a lot too. Yeah. Like, let, and I don't want to speak for both of us. No, but, but there like, is one that he touched on a little bit. I think we should go into, you talk about Jodie Foster. Um, which performance of hers are you referring to? Are you referring to her performance on the camera? Or are you pre- referring to her ADR performance that was clearly dubbed in later on in the movie? 
Oh, was it ADR? I wasn't. Oh, it was dude. tragic. Dude. Oh, I didn't. I wasn't like, paying close enough attention. Abysmal. We we noticed it very early on, and like it was one of those things. Like every time she was on screen, you had to like watch intently so we could see it, and it was. Oh really? It was a problem. Horrific. It was a problem. What Maybe the was, worst that the worst I've ever seen. Do we have an idea of why that might have been the case? Where did they like change like something with her? character no we were joking that maybe because we were talking about how her accent was like super bizarre Mm -hmm. yeah it was weird set she was just talking like her normal voice and they're like no we need you to have some kind of which is like kind of like a like a southernish accent if i remember correctly like no like no like like her real accent where it feels like in this movie like the first time we see her she's speaking french and then the whole rest of the film it feels like she's speaking like american with a french twang to it that's kind of how i was picturing it but the way that it comes across is just so, so bland. Like there's like it just doesn't match. And then when the lips don't match up as the ADR, then you're just out. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah. I guess it was I already one of the, it was already one of the least interesting characters in the film, which is a damn shame because on paper Jodie Foster's the best actor in this movie. Well, um, in the so t- to see her wasted like this is just really sad. The it's role is just... she's not in a lot of stuff anymore. The role was also not written well. So from no, not at all. So I thought because like I said I hadn't seen this movie before I thought there was a lot going to be a lot more of like a um like push and pull between Matt Damon character and Jodie Foster's character I thought like two was, characters that almost never interacted yeah exactly I thought like yeah. it was like their movie because I remember it's like like when it was being marketed it was like Matt Damon Jodie Foster and like yeah. it was like I thought it was very much like he was like trying to get revenge on her or something and like and i thought that there was actually going to be a character dynamic there you know um and then the fact that like you said they they barely they barely interact at all i think only once right um just at the end right yeah when he when he wakes up they don't even really interact because he can't talk when they're in the scene together yeah i mean there there you go and so i that wasn't that uh, you know that was another um thing that i guess i you know i was i was bummed out about um you know i think at the i think at the end of the day though the reason why i didn't necessarily like reason why i like this movie was fine is i thought it was at least entertaining like there were still things that were entertaining i thought that there were um you know the action was good i really like how neil blancamp's films look that's just how that's just how i am i find that like his um (laughs) as far as his technical choices with like um, you know his camera work and stuff like that i find it interesting now some of the action editing in this wasn't necessarily a big fan still thought it was entertaining though i just didn't enjoy um it felt very the camera felt very shaky at so many oh points. but that's no like, blonde camp but like is i don't like that style and again like yeah. what you said like you like the style i don't I, like style, I like the so. shaky camp that's so like right that that's just our opinions on yeah oh yeah totally. watch stuff so that we, we can't judge him for that because no. it, it like some people like him some people don't but as somebody who doesn't like it it felt very excessive yeah I well i think the bigger thing for me was like you said cameron there's a lot of like editing choices that were yeah. really weird yeah if you're gonna go with this sort of shaky cam type thing you know shoulder mounted handheld whatever you're doing it's got to be cut the right way and there were a lot of moments where the cuts seemed like they were only there to hide something as opposed to being a cut that was meant to, you know, be a clean cut or do something for the story or mm-hmm. just be good visual storytelling. 
it felt like it was more of a like oh like we have to cut here because of this well what do we have uh, there's this sudden close-up or shot like close-up shot yeah okay let's go to that it did it felt like a lot of the editing choices were very odd yeah no yeah and and yeah it's only like i said i can get on board with you know disliking or you know not art not defending that kind of stuff the camera work itself like i said that's neil ball camp's thing i like shaky camera work that's like the first hunger games everyone was like the camera was so shaky i loved it i loved how it was i loved i loved the camera work in in that movie um and i can like handheld stuff like there's some film like like, i think that first hunger games i do i agree i think it was done well um i think you know like the born films i actually like the way those are shot i know those are very similar oh yeah i like the born films Um, but i think i think those are done and better um but oh i won't argue with you necessarily the born movies are kind of as good as you can get for action flicks yeah exactly um but i don't know there was like i said for me it was more the the cutting of all this and like i said if you're gonna shoot things in this way like editing is huge because it's very easy for the film to look choppy because it already looks choppy even when, when you're not cutting and i just think there were a lot of weird choices editing wise that didn't help yeah. the the rest of the camera work. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Um you know, this episode has taken a more serious tone with the things we've talked about so far, but there are some very comical things that happen in this film that I want us to touch on because I just think I will maybe we'll all agree that they're comical, maybe not, who knows. Uh, but there is one somewhat serious topic I would like to touch on when we come back from a word from our sponsor. So Cameron, uh I'm looking at neil blomkamp's imdb Mm -hmm. right now um and i just want to as somebody who's a fan of his that you are the gap between chappie and his most recent film demonic which came out in 2021 and did not do well i didn't even know it was a thing until we looked it up earlier he's only really been working on short films yeah he's doing small projects and like he did a couple episodes of tv miniseries why do you think that that's the route that his career has gone in in the last like eight years or whatever it's been yeah um no that's that's a good question and i think because like i said i actually i actually like his work so i i've kind of read some of the things that he said um he well he was signed on to do a bunch of different projects yeah um, like he was supposed to do an alien movie. <laughs> he was supposed to do an alien movie um which i think would have been really cool um <laughs> I think there was something else he was he was signed on to do as well, and He's, his through. name has been attached to a lot of like franchise projects. He was supposed to do Halo. That's what it was. I think he was supposed oh, to do yeah, Halo. Oh yeah, he was point. attached to Halo. That's right. Um, which, which obviously are getting in is like coming two out, and, which yeah. I think that trailer looked cool. Cortana, I though. Agree. Nah, I don't know about that. Are you? Were you a Halo player as a kid? <clears throat> oh yeah. I see. I never played like yeah, outside like of like Halo. going over like a friend's house and playing for a little bit. Um, yeah. But it looks it looks cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, I watched, you know, like, they came out with, like, um with Halo, like, they weren't necessarily fan films, but they had, like, Was it uh, the one uh, Until that Dawn starred, or something that like that? The, the, like, the Mike Coulter one, I think, where, like, the guy that played Luke Cage was in it, I think. Yeah, yeah, that one, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I yeah, so, that. like, I, I've watched those, and obviously they weren't the highest, like, production value, but I thought they were... entertaining. Yeah, they were cool, and so I'm looking forward to this one, so... It's um, like when they made that fan film with, like, uh james vanderbeek and uh katie sackoff the power rangers fan film yeah do you did you ever see that i didn't see that no oh it's yeah that thing is funny <laughs> um very dark um but sorry i had to cut you off you were no saying. you're good you're good 
So, um, yeah. So I, so honestly a big, so he's had a lot of projects that were in and out. And, um, I think there are a couple, there are a couple of reasons. I do think one of the big reasons is that, um, Chappie was not well received, um, no. by really anyone. Again, I like Chappie. Um, if you like Chappie, you see a lot of them in this. Yeah, that's true. You do see, you see, you see a lot of them. What year did Chappie come out? Was that 2015? 2015. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah that was that was good um which was a very very strong year in cinema in general um but um and then i think he he actually wanted to work on smaller projects um i don't he he was he he never felt like he never felt like the type in hollywood hollywood like like somebody that went the route of like a josh trank where like everything was going great and then all of a sudden they were just gone well yeah yeah he didn't have behavioral issues like Trink, which is I'm really disappointed by because Chronicle is still one of my favorite movies. Chronicle's um, really good, yeah. <laughs> Sucks was written by Max Landis. Like, come mm-hmm. on. Um, mm-hmm. it, <laughs> directed by Trank and written by Landis. Can you get any more problematic in Hollywood? Maybe Not a much, Woody no. Allen, Woody Allen film produced Wooden by Allen. Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> it's the Wooden <laughs> Allen. Yeah. Woody Allen film produced by Harvey Weinstein, maybe. Um, but um. Yeah, so he he wanted to do he wanted to work on short films, and I think yeah. he had like his whole like kind of series he was doing. He also like it was also he was also working with a bunch of like amateur filmmakers and like student filmmakers to bring smaller projects to life. Okay. Um, so and I've seen some of the shorts that he's done, and I I really think like just in general, I think that Neil Blomkamp is he his. Like I said, I really like his image and how he does sci-fi. And so I think those smaller films work very, very well to in, to his advantage because they play to his strong suits. Because I think when you watch Elysium, I think the theming is very strong. And I know you guys disagree with me in that. I think the theming is very strong. And I think the world is very strong. But I think the story itself is not strong. Okay. And the story has massive issues. And the thing you're talking about, you're talking about Elysium. Elysium. Okay. Elysium. Yeah. And even with Chappie as Fair. well, there you go. You could even say the same thing with Chappie. Um, where I think obviously district nine has a very strong story, but I think that's where short films kind of play up to his advantage because you don't necessarily need an insanely strong story for a short film. You can just kind of have snippets of s- snippets of parts of stories that kind of exist in this un- in the sci-fi universe, which is why I think he might gravitate towards that um, because he gets to explore different areas for that. He wouldn't be able to explore in, in a short amount of time, like production wise, he can explore different areas of his worlds versus, you know, a movie that takes like three to four years to produce. And he can only ex- kind of explore one thing. Um, so I think that might be a reason why he's, um, been working on smaller on smaller things um he is and i know it's been talked about for years and years and years isn't district 10 supposed to come out in like three or four years um, it's just listed as in development like if you were to go on imdb i don't know if it has a let me see i don't know if it has like a date set or not date, okay like a year for a release but i know it's just listed as being in development um so I so I think I think the yeah, thing with no, Neil there's no year attached to it. Okay. I think the new thing with Neil Blomkamp is that maybe he decided he's kind of had an he 
kind of had enough of Hollywood and wanted to do his own thing. And he has the agency to do that because, I mean, he's been successful. He has been successful. I'm sure he has made quite a bit of money off of, you know, his time in Hollywood. And he can do his own stuff. And now, um, that's why I think he's taking a break. Do I think it's something like the industry doesn't want to work with him? I mean, maybe after Chappie, they were a little... But, like, the thing is, is I think I think he's very, very talented. And I there are directors who are less talented who are still consistently getting work in Hollywood. So Name them all. They're less, they're less talented? Yeah, do them. Run through them. All of them. Oh, my God. Okay, well... Um... No, you don't actually have to okay. do this. <laughs> Um, no, I was curious because I, as someone who doesn't follow him or his work, it was just felt very abrupt that he was just not in the conversation anymore. Yeah. Now I do think that I do think that the alien, I, I think the thing with a lot of his projects is they do have development issues. Um, I think that alien was probably dropped because of Chappie. Um, I don't necessarily think it's like, I, I don't think it's like a Colin Trevorrow situation where like one, like chap, like obviously book of Henry was just so awful that they took everything else away from him. I don't think it was that situation with block camp. I think it was, I don't think it was like that. Maybe it had a little bit to do with it, but I don't think it was purely where they take away the, uh, you know, the final episode of a trilogy because of how bad a movie was. Yeah. I don't know. Um, he just doesn't seem like, doesn't seem like we're done with him in terms I of hope like not. big budget Hollywood films. I hope like, not. Because you know, as much as I didn't enjoy this film, like I don't think he's an untalented director. Far from it. Um, I just didn't like the message that was coming across in this film. That That's where I stand with this one. Uh, I don't... Uh, and I, I did not like the casting of well, Matt Damon in this role. Yeah, the Matt Damon casting is really weird. I think like the thing about Neil Blomkamp that's really interesting is like... I think the strongest sci-fi, the best sci-fi director and like the director that is absolutely most consistent with sci-fi in Hollywood right now is, uh, Denny. Um, probably. Yeah. Um, I mean, Blade Runner, Arrival, Dune, all are very, very different visions of sci-fi. Um, whereas Neil Blomkamp, his one vision, it's, it's kind of one idea of a world that he has. So I think they have very different, they have very different approaches to sci-fi and um for me those are kind of like when i think sci-fi those are kind of like the two directors i think of right obviously christopher nolan but um he does think different things as well so yeah but he doesn't only really operate in sci-fi whereas like some of these other directors yeah that's just their bread and butter Um, i'm like yeah you can call like you can call tenet a sci-fi film but i don't necessarily think of tenet as sci-fi um no what would you call what would you classify that as if you had the genre i think it's an action film well, yeah, it's, probably it's an action right. film with sci-fi elements. I feel mm-hmm. like you could say the same thing about Inception. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, I could see it. Well, what do, um, well, what would you classify his as his action films then? Just the Batman movies? The Batman movies. I feel like Interstellar is the closest thing. Is like the most sci-fi. Yeah, yeah for sure. Done, obviously, Absolutely. I forgot um, about that one. <laughs> <How dare> you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> but it's okay, also no, like, it's also yeah. Nolan's. I mean, Inception will still always be my favorite, but I think Interstellar might be better. 
right. definitely his most emotional film but we've talked about that a million times yeah we'll have to i'll have to see that movie again but that was your serious question i know we kind of talked about it for a while sorry about that no i don't mind i wanted to know i was generally curious because yeah. i he was always one of those things that even though i didn't see his movies i was like hey whatever happened to that guy yeah like yeah. where did he go um so it's i mean it's good to know that he's still working um his like i said his last movie didn't do very well but hopefully he'll get he talked about how much chance. pressure hollywood was i think that's one of the things i read he talked about yeah. and so like that's no hey yeah, i get he's it not, he's not wrong yeah um so here's a more fun topic uh we talked about matt damon in this role um we i think we can all agree that not really the best choice mm-hmm. for this lead character um do you both know who was originally going to who this role was first offered to the role of max uh well, daniel day lewis no no it's not we right. talked i think someone last week i think one of the genre geeks guys was mentioning how eminem was in the mix mm-hmm. and he, then i think uh, that would have been worse somehow i know it would have well yeah. or he could have gone with i think another option was freaking ninja from dm so ninja was the first choice why does he want to why does he need to put them in movies so bad they're so annoying yeah well that's ninja what you was do in chappie i know that's that's what, why that's people hated chappie didn't want to go see it yeah, that's why people hate chappie they are like obnoxious but i see think, they didn't um, bother me in chappie that's another reason why i like chappie it wasn't like they were my favorite but they but also didn't chappie's a much me. more campy film yeah so maybe oh, it doesn't yeah. bother you as much oh, but yeah. like if you if he was if he was the lead in this you're out like right away oh yeah like even if it was the eminem like i'm sorry eminem is a very talented lyricist like but i'm sorry if i've this movie starts and he's he's the guy in this I still one quote like Chappie. what what are we doing um uh it like it it's funny how like oh well they got matt damon for this normally when you think oh he wasn't the first choice the other two must have been really good ones that just couldn't do it and in this case of the three they got the best guy and it was just yeah. still a really bad yeah. choice um yeah i just thought it was really strange like doing research on this movie and just seeing some of the stuff like there's not a ton of like behind the scenes things with this film it just kind of seems like it came and went um most of it is just about trying to figure out what to do with charlie copley's character yeah this movie was this i mean this movie was pretty hyped back in 2015 or 2013, 2013. um because well, yeah because district nine was district nominated 9, yeah. for best picture Right. Like, I don't think, nope. I don't think a lot of people and District remember Nine's that. a good movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like I went into this, like, hating Neil Blomkamp. Like, District no, no, Nine no. is fine. Yeah, yeah, But I just watched this, and it's just... So, going back to, like, all the points I mentioned earlier, not to bring these all back up again, but it's like, I understand why these things are happening. I understand why it's so, you know, we're showing the class divide, and I understand why we're, you know, like you said, kind of mocking the like the amazon warehouse type place how like yeah. over the top the boss is like we'll know you have to that, uh, yeah. you have to go in there or i'll find somebody else that will like of course it's like i get that it's over the top because they're trying to prove a point but it just feels so in your face and like it's just like force feeding you like the look at everything that's so wrong with the world and i'm gonna i it almost feels like i hate using this word but like almost feels somewhat pretentious in a way of like like as if neil blomkamp's like well, look, let me show you the real the real side of the world. It's like, yeah, no crap, dude. Like, we already see all of this okay, stuff, right? But I th- and it's like shoving in your face. And like I said, I, the biggest thing for me earlier is that it doesn't make up for it with a good story. And so it's just kind of like he's trying to be like, oh, look at all these, these you know, terrible perils of the world. 
Um, and then here's a here's a crap movie to go with it. But see, like the thing, like the thing, the reason why I disagree with you, Joel, is because I think, I think Neil Blomkamp is trying to paint a realistic world, and the things that happen in his world, I think that like, I I don't see like why they seem very much like they would like they would actually happen that's why i don't have an issue with those things i don't feel like it's hitting us on the head i just feel like it's a natural progression of where things are right now to where they to where they would go that's why i don't have an issue with it it's not like i feel like it's some like super fantastical world where you know there you know there's these alien planet you know there's alien planet and you know there's the manager aliens that are telling the amazon worker aliens what to what to do i i like 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 that would be like for me on the head but for like this i just see it as a natural progression to where kind of where we could see corporations and capitalism like leading in the next hundred like things are there's going to be more and more and more of a divide as time goes and we saw that we saw that with the with the pandemic right with the like the the um the growth and wealth grew for the top percent immensely where the bot where you know everyone else like they suffer they really suffered financially through the pandemic and so like that's why i don't have an issue with that kind of thing i mean it's funny you guys mentioned the amazon because like literally my mom's like oh that's amazon like the that's moment that scene yeah. my mom said oh that's amazon and like that's why i don't think that there's necessarily necessarily an issue with it because i think sci-fi neil blogcamp is just painting a picture of what he thinks the future will be like based on what he currently sees that's and that's just what it is los angeles even makes it to 2054 yeah <laughs> yeah so that that's 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 why i disagree with you joel i can understand where you're coming from but that's why i disagree with you yeah like i said i mean i like i get your points like i, I totally can see like i'm sure there's plenty of people out there who feel the same way as you like that that don't see it as an issue and that they're fine with it i personally and like ryan was mentioning earlier like this is just one of those things where we're not going to see eye to eye on it because it becomes down to a matter of opinion yeah and like i just don't care for how in your face it is it feels a little too exaggerated in some parts whereas i feel like it could be done with a little bit more like you know nuance to it okay i want to there's another technical aspect that you touched on Joel, very early on in the watching of the film. And it's something that you, I would say of the three of us, you're the most keen on when watching films. Talk to me about the sound design and everything in this film. It was really weird. There was a lot of, like the mixing was kind of a big problem for mm -hmm. me. And less, less about the sound design, more about mm -hmm. the mixing. Like there were so many parts where, for the, the, the one that really stood out at the beginning, was when they're having a little flashback sequence of him and Ray as like kids. Is that character's name Ray? It was Ray, right? Or is it Frey? Frey. It's Frey. Yeah, it's Frey. Is it Frey? Yeah. Okay. I'm so, Ray. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it says O, M plus F. Who are you? Yeah. Um, I'm Ray. So, Frey. Ray Romano. Whatever her name was. Um, they're having this little flashback sequence in their kids, and the music is just drowning out. Yeah. All the dialogue. Yep. Like, you can hear it. There was and dialogue. And they even put, like, subtitles in there for, like, the nuns. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, it's the only time they use subtitles, I think. Yeah, but it was like way drowning it out. And then there were a lot of other times where like the effects were drowning out the dialogue, 
So you were talking earlier about whatever Carlito, whatever the hell his name Charlito is. Carlito Copley. Yeah, him. Carlito. <laughs> he, like, there were so many times where, like, his weird accent was already making it hard enough to understand him. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have, like, the hum of the ship and, like, things exploding yeah. and guns going off. And it's like, yep. I'm already struggling to understand this guy, yet you're going to kind of drown it out even more with mm-hmm. more sounds. So, I don't know. There was a lot of problems with the sound. And we already talked about the ADR. Cameron, I'm going to try and find a clip online because obviously i don't want you to have to watch this again but i'm gonna try and find a clip on he might watch it again because it is like it is baffling how bad the adr was like I, it yeah. was trash. i'm surprised you didn't catch it honestly. did you watch it on your phone that no. wasn't like a shot like did you watch it on your phone like no, I, watched Scott it on TV. <laughs> no, I watched it on tv yeah it, if we can find if you can find that clip i think i think like even for our audience yeah we'll put it on like the, i think people would be intrigued by that um, cause that's something that a lot of people don't catch. Cause you know, I, I don't want to sound highbrow here, but like a lot of people that aren't in the industry don't notice those types of things. Right. Um, whereas the three of us maybe do tend to catch, it. I saw it right away, just like you did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, uh, that's the technical side in terms of like the actual filmmaking elements here. Um, but we also have a technical side in terms of the story beats here. And in particular, the one that still baffles my mind is, as you poetically called it, the back to tank <laughs> that everybody has in their home. So, Cameron, that like healing bed or whatever yeah. it is that is in every house, the fact that that thing can literally take a man whose face was blown off <laughs> by a grenade and just rebuild him just... I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah, his, no, like, he, like his face was blown off by a grenade. And when they get him in the med bay thing, they're like, yeah, his brain functions are still intact. Yeah. It was what? Pretty stupid. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like that was crazy to me. And like, there's just so much like, like I get like it's 2050, 2154 in this film. Nobody really knows what the technical age is going to be like at that time. None of us yeah. are going to be there when that happens. Um, if any of us are still there. Um, but if this is where we're at, like, this shit's crazy. <laughs> like, some of the stuff they're able to do. Like, the, you brought up the exoskeleton earlier. Um, that one just, that one I could see being, like, a feasible thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, like, in fact, there's probably prototypes of it somewhere out there already. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not as invasive as, like, literally drilling it into your <laughs> yeah, back of your skull. Yeah. Um, but the, the, I think, like, the, the hospital bed thing almost felt like a MacGuffin the whole time. Like, you know, Cameron, I pointed out, we see Matt Damon on a like gurney slash hospital bed. I think, what is it? Four or five times? Four times. Four times. This movie, <laughs> like so much of this movie, he's just laying in a bed. Yeah. And it just, those are just the regular ones. Yeah. Yeah. He never goes into the, the, the high tech, tech. Yeah, the high tech one. Um, I just think like something like that just kind of, I just think it's too much. So I think it would have actually been, more interesting if um and this is again just going off of like stories like what i wish they would have done with the story i think it would have been a lot more interesting if there were like the whole machine say you know making you younger again fixing all of your medical problems whatever Mm -hmm. stuff like that i think it would have been more interesting if that was just like i don't know like a story that people like they thought you know like the rumors of oh you mean like it was like like a fable 
Yeah, like they're like, oh, oh okay. we get up there, we can live forever and everything, and, and they get the up case. there, then like, like they have their they have their own societal problems up there yeah. too. Yeah, like I think that would have been, I think that would have been goes, interesting. Oh, sorry, just that goes a little bit hand in hand with what I'm talking about. It's like when you see this class divide, it literally is like it's like it's right up the middle. Yeah, you if you're on Elysium, it is this every single house that you see on Elysium. Is just this massive mansion with a helipad and one of these, you know, med device things. A hundred acres. Yeah. yeah, it's just like these massive plots of land. And then anybody else is back on Earth. And there's no, like, middle ground. And I know you were kind of well, touching on that where you said, you know, oh, you know, during the pandemic, all the wealthy people were fine, but pretty much everybody else was screwed financially. Sure. But there's you're still going to have this, like, middle class. And that, that was completely non-existent I was, in I this was movie, curious which is, about... again, going back to... To me, it felt a bit too exaggerated at points because it's like you you can't possibly tell me that it's just going to be like a sorry 50 50 split. Here's all the people that are fine, and here's the little people that are screwed. Mm-hmm. I was curious about the middle class because, like, um, okay, so like that's one of the questions I had, um, right? Uh, phrase a nurse, okay? Well, if everything is like as awful like it looks in like is there a nursing school where like mm-hmm. where does she go to where does she go to become a nurse that like how does she just because um like max is like oh you did it you were able to you know and she's like oh i was there and at nursing school and now i'm back or whatever like where was there is there a place that's better than los angeles that that was something i was i was definitely curious about wondering where like is there a middle class in this because like mm-hmm. i figured like you know elysium was like the elites of the elites kind of thing um, but I am I am curious if there was like a place that would like, yeah. Because based on like the title cards at the beginning, it literally just says in a, you know twenty one fifty four Los Angeles things are sober and whatever. The wealthy have fled to Elysium and off planet whatever. So that makes me think that everywhere is like that. So like if you I go to I mean? Topeka, Kansas. It's gonna look exactly like uh yes los angeles it's oh, literally right. just it's they, just dirt they built skyscrapers just to tear them down mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no um, I, I i i i get your i get i get, I get your well, correct me if i'm wrong but the way to get up to elysium is you just have to pay your way there right it seems like, like it. it's not like a selection process like you have to like pay like a absorbent amount of money to get up there mm-hmm. is that right because i i struggled throughout the film to understand like how do how do we determine people that get to go like do new people yeah get i think to go it's up just there? a money thing so that's what because like i they never even make it very clear that like people can go up there because like i know like in a film that came out a couple years ago like alita battle angel which is based on like a manga um or an anime i can't remember which one it is but uh the premise of that one is like um they have this like city above their city and I forget what it's called. Um, but like if you get enough like credits or units or whatever it was, you can pay your way up to there. And they make it very clear in that film like you can do that. In this one, it's never really clear to me how somebody can go from Earth to Elysium. Just assumption-wise, I'm going that like you could just pay your way up there. I don't know mm-hmm. if there was something else that they touched on in there that seemed like another way. But I, I, I couldn't grasp anything else. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, there were a lot of, I mean, there were just kind of, in my opinion, a lot of like logic flaws in this movie. And I, I, it, um, some people are, would call it like, oh, you're being too much like cinema sins and like nitpicking. 
And like, I feel like that kind of thing is like being very, very, very specific about certain things. I mean, like, oh, this doesn't make sense. Like, um, but like, a, like a nitpicky thing that's like, like your context on there, like how did like, like did Faye or whatever her name is like go to nursing school? Yeah, that's a nitpicky thing. And but it's like, not something that we're talking about is like a yeah. legitimate. And it's person. not like that bothers me. It's not like I'm no, like, it's just oh, something man, like some you... stupid in the back of your head. You're but just like, like, oh, how did that? There happen? are a lot of things that like watching this movie, I was like, okay, that's like the biggest one, right? Is when, um, and like I've thought about it, and I, I think I might have an answer for it. But you know, Jodie Foster tells, oh, get Kruger ready, and they have some. There's there's ships coming. And they shoot down the ships using a rocket launcher on land. From Earth. Yeah. And I'm just like, my dad and I were both like, what? Do they not have a built-in, like, security, like, de- missile defense system on Elysium that they could use? I think I have an answer for that, but it's not a good one. I think we we'll probably is... have the same answer. Go for it. Yeah, it's the fact that she was doing all this basically, like, secretly yeah by having that sleeper agent do it from earth but it's still ridiculous that he shot this rocket launcher from earth to take out ships that you know were way off planet yeah no and i i agree i was thinking that was my answer too but like did she think that no one was going to notice that ships blew up like they were blowing up any like if they were blowing up and clearly there was because they had to make the order because remember they were like oh well the orders you know the policy says we're not allowed to do this and she's like do it anyway and like would it have been different with missiles on from like she could have just been like oh they're like oh we're not allowed to shoot missiles at them we'll shoot them anyway right would it have been different if there was a defense mechanism i don't they had to find a way to put you know uh shalia copley's character in it that was one of the things i was like pass for getting that one wrong oh yeah go well, for i it. don't even know like i mean <laughs> i've never that's heard a tough this. name so i've never heard this guy's name before charlito copley and i know you keep saying charlito and i'm not going to tell you you're wrong because i don't know but like there's no i in his name it's s-h-a-r-l-t-o maybe it's charlto so i like i said Charlie? i don't know how it's pronounced okay. i could have sworn i heard somebody call him charlito or charlito he's a he's um, the he's in that new movie about the unabomber yeah that's right, he is. He's done. He's done good work. He's a good actor. Yeah, he was in the A Team movie. He's in Chappie. He is Chappie. He's in all three of Neil Baumkamp's He's also movies. the alien in um, District Nine. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, but the, the, the aliens from the very beginning of the movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I'm just kidding. That's fine. Um, I don't. I don't really know. I didn't really like the ending. The ending at all. Um, well. I didn't like the, like, from the moment where they get to, they finally get to Elysium and, like, Max is, like, he rips his arm off the gurney and he beats the shit of the doctors and then he gets another headache or migraine or whatever it was that he was dealing with, which I still don't know what was happening to him every time. I would assume it's just, like, the chip or the bug or whatever thing is in, burrowed in his head. Um, I just, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, it felt like the the resolution to the film felt a little easy for him. So, okay, this is a good transition into what my biggest issue was on the first time watching that I said I felt wasn't an issue this time. Okay. And this is going to be semi-visual for you two. Everyone else will just have to listen, but it'll still make sense. But I always describe to people that the movie felt like this. And I'll, I'll visually do it for you guys first. The end. 
for those of you at home, I basically just had my hand going up at a 45 degree angle and then stopping. To me, it felt, the first time I watched it, felt like the movie didn't really end. Like it was all building and building and building and building and all this like building action and, and you know, rising in the story for it to just end. But this time around, I didn't feel that way. I still feel like, like you said, it was a little easy. The resolution maybe was a little quick, but at least this time around, I actually felt like the movie did end. Whereas the first time I watched it, it felt like it just kept building up to something and then something never happened. Mm. You know what I mean? And I still feel like there could have been more. Like, I don't think every movie needs this, but like, I'm a fan of like what people like call, you know, like bows at the end of a movie. Like, I like to see. Put a bow on it. Yeah. yeah I like to see how the film ends. So, like, in this situation, we see that all these other people become citizens now, and we see that the daughter gets healed or whatever. But, like, I would like to see, like, okay. I don't need to see like it, you know, flash forward to like, oh, 10 years later or whatever. Yeah, but like, right. show me now, like, what is this new world like where we have all these citizens? And again, watching it this time, you kind of do see you that. You get it we a see, little bit, yeah. We see those medical transports go back down to earth and stuff like that. So I would have liked to see a little bit more of where things are now. Again, I don't think it's necessary. After this viewing, I'm more content with the way the film ended than the first time because that was one of my biggest complaints the first time I watched it was I hated how the movie ended because it just felt like it was all rising action that led to nothing. Well, here's my question for Elysium. Um, like the, it's not a planet, but like the, the place. Elysium. The halo ring. The halo. Yeah. So, um, so if on your planet, everyone is, it's impossible for them to die because Except they're always... probably of old age, I guess. No, but that's what they said. The machines fixed that. They fix your age? Yeah, yeah they, they said you never like age. Like, oh, you're, they never age, yeah. Oh, that's fucking wild. Okay, so here's my question. Carry on. Um, aren't they just going to deal with overpopulation too? Mm-hmm. Now they are, <laughs> if yeah. If no one ever dies? Because, well, that, like, the, yeah, that's something that popped in my head. Like, now everybody is eligible to go to Elysium, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the whole planet. So is it just going to be one of these cases where they get flooded with people and it becomes the same thing? Where, like, now the higher class is going to have to go somewhere else again? Like, to Earth? To, like... Mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, they go or they go back to Earth. That's what my yeah. mind was. I went the Wally route, and I was like, they just all go back to Earth. I just, it just felt, I just didn't like the way the film resolved so, itself. And if we're talking about resolutions, I think right now is like, so obviously, um, um, Jodie Foster's character was in this movie, um, but she was in this movie, and all of a sudden she was out of this movie, mm-hmm. um, and like, I mean, Joe, you like we want to talk about like things that bothered me charlito's copley's face get you know blown off and Literally. they're like they're like oh okay like i mean i don't know but you guys that's as dead as a guy if i've seen in a movie yeah 100 <laughs> yeah. percent. Never, it, it never crossed my mind watching that he was going to come i don't think ever. i've ever seen someone that dead in a movie like <laughs> like that guy's face was fucking gone gone like it was like in no world would i like i could watch someone die like that and be like oh yeah he probably has a chance to come but like they they can bring that character back right and then they do and then jodie foster's character gets stabbed in the neck and like she and like by a piece of glass and like within like 10 minutes they're like oh yeah she's gone yeah (laughs) you know yeah that yeah you're right there's no (laughs) even with charlito's character when he's like officially defeated 
when uh, Matt Damon unplugs him and like throws him off of the off the bridge, why am I now supposed to believe that he can't return from mm-hmm. that? Yeah, you know, like at this point, no character is really dead. Like, why couldn't now that um, now that everybody's eligible for Elysium, why can't Spider, who we haven't talked about yet, why can't he go back down there, get all of the bodies of his crew members, bring them up there, and bring them all back That's to life? That's what I was wondering. Is there like a for lack of a better term, and like an, an expiration, expiration yeah. you know, like, oh, sorry, you've been dead for, you know, quote unquote, dead for 12 hours. Okay, that's past the point of like, they never explained. They said like brain that. act, they said his brain's fine. But what's the... no, there's there's no way that his, if, if well, his brain activity is fine, then everybody that works. well, that's what I'm saying. If that guy's brain is fine, then you know, Jodie Foster, who got stabbed in the neck, her brain has to be yeah, fine. Diego, too. Diego Luna's totally fine then. If yeah, he, if he I got stabbed in the chest. I mean, that was definitely one thing that, that bothered that I was like, okay, this is, I, I mean, they bring the, like literally as the thickest plot armor you can get. Yeah. Um, then you're, then you're trickling down like a weird path in like this sci-fi realm where you're like, yeah, we're set in 2154. So anything we can do, we don't have to make things believable right. because no one knows for sure what technology is going to be like. Oh, well, that's fine. But, I don't have an issue with that. I, I know. I, I get, I, I get like being able to do that but then there's still times where like i feel like you still have to be a little grounded you have to be consistent within bit. your own world that's right. the issue yeah when you when yeah. you set wor- rules in your world you have to follow them and like mm. that's and a- as a whole that is one of the most important things for sci-fi right yeah is that you yeah. are you are in fantasy world you know when you're world building you are setting the rules and if you world. And if you want your audience to, you know, be interested and believe in the world, you have to follow those rules. And the moment mm-hmm. where you break one of those rules and don't explain why it was okay to break it, the rest of the the rest of the rules are just like apart, th- yeah. thrown out the window because all of a sudden we're wondering. And like I said, this is a movie I enjoyed. But the moment they brought him back, I was like, okay, why the hell can they bring him back and no one else? It doesn't make right. any sense. It, they completely dropped the ball on that, and I'm sure Neil Blomkamp has his like, you know, his reasons or whatever, and you know, I, and they gave the reason in the movie for the brain thing, but that's such a weak reason. It's such a weak, awful reason. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know. I just in terms of storytelling and anything in this film, it's just missing something. For can, me. can we go I, back I to the the point that I made earlier, uh, and then no. we didn't actually we didn't ever talk about it um go ahead yeah so like my biggest thing with this movie is that the biggest complaint yeah biggest complaint with the movie is the suit didn't fucking matter the exosuit the exosuit did not matter yeah well what do you mean by that i'm curious i i mean like okay so they have as big of a player as you'd oh definitely not so like definitely not like it's literally it's literally the poster it's all the marketing it's like matt yeah matt damon in this exosuit okay so this is when we have like this world where uh, you know and where the themes all these themes are being explored you'd think that they would maybe do something with you know man and technology fusing into one Mm -hmm. and like being like oh you know maybe this is something we should avoid but they don't touch on like nope it's just he's wears matt damon wears an exosuit why is he wearing an exosuit because he looks cool and they had to like figure something out in the plot to where he had to, you know, 
oh, he's too weak to be able to do this on his own. He has to wear an exosuit to be able to. They could have done anything. They could have given him superpowers. They could, you know, but the exosuit and you think, okay, the exosuit has to mean something because otherwise they could have done anything else. So that was an exosuit. It was something else. But no, the exosuit literally could have been anything that made him stronger. They just chose an exosuit because it was cooler. That looked cool. And it had nothing to do with the rest of the story at all. That was my biggest issue with this movie. You're right. Um, One of the things we all dislike is when a film feels like it's lying in its marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have to, I have to go way back to think about the marketing for this movie. But if you guys seem to remember it, like, then I, I trust it. And if that's the case, then this is just another case of a movie lying to the fan base or the paying well, audience. I don't even think like that they're that. lying about the, like, because he, that it was in it the entire time. I just thought it was going to play a bigger role than being something that was just attached to the main character. It was one of those things where when the movie starts and he doesn't have it on, at no point was I thinking, oh, he doesn't have the exosuit mm-hmm. on yet. And then when he put it on, I was like, oh, right. Now well, I remember. It doesn't also, it also doesn't seem like he gains any massive benefit from having it. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's not like this power fantasy where he has and all of a sudden he's like Cause it's, super cause like fucking when, strong. Because when and... he's weakened, isn't that when he takes the pills to make himself stronger? Yeah, he takes, like, it's to help with like the, the radiation. Motor function and stuff, right? Yeah, but like you would think, like this guy puts on exosuit, all of a sudden he can do like really. He's cool like Robocop now, and now, but like all he can do is walk essentially. Barely, <laughs> you know? he takes a break every couple of minutes. Cause I, yeah, so I yeah, that was my big issue with this is like the suit. Why did he have the suit? It doesn't make any sense because like if he had, if he didn't have the suit, the story wouldn't have been any different. No, I agree. It would yeah, have been no, no different at go, all. There was no need for him to go to that chop shop and get the thing attached to his to his spine, um, to his central nervous system. Uh, I feel like we're, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like we're starting to wind down on this one. Yeah. We're kind of running out of a couple things to say. Cameron, you kind of touched on the thing that was maybe the biggest problem for you was it being exosuit. Is that the case? Like, that's the thing that bothers you the most in this movie? As yeah. the person that likes it the most. Yeah, that, and then also Jodie Foster's ending was, yeah. was stupid. Yeah. Um, um, Talk of, I mean, talk about just a completely underdeveloped, underdeveloped, underutilized character. No, w- waste of a great talent. Yeah, the acting. I mean, her acting. That that role is just really bad. I think you'll um, be once you see that video and you see the ADR issues. I think you'll be. I think you'll be stunned. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't something I was necessarily paying super mm-hmm. close attention um, to. So, Joel, what about you? What's something? Uh, your biggest takeaway after watching this movie? What is the thing that bothers you the most with it? Like I said, I, and again, it's a very big opinion thing. I know there's going to be people who listen to this who feel the same way as Cameron, but I just don't like how ham-fisted all that stuff was for it not to be... Like, honestly, you could have still told this story without it being as over-the-top and dramatic as yeah, it was. I think so. Like, you can still have these themes in there, but again, I feel like this character that Matt Damon's playing, none of that stuff matters to him. He's just going to go about his life until it's affecting him personally. Mm-hmm. And... Again, I just feel like his story and that story don't have to go together. You can tell those stories separately. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think the thing that bothers me the most in this film, and we've touched on a little bit, I just think the casting's all over the place. Mm. I don't think the perform I I don't think the actors are bad. I think some of the performances are weak. Um we didn't talk about Diego Luna. He was fine when he was in there, but he's not in the movie very long. It's a waste of him. Uh 
William Fickner, he his role is weird yeah. in this one, especially the part where he's talking to the robots and he's literally talking like baby talking them. Yeah. It's just really out of place. He only does it that one time. Like uh, Jodie Foster, and Matt Damon, we ran circles around talking about what we thought about their performances. It just they're just weak, and I don't know if it is it a script thing. I don't know. Maybe um, I just it just was not. I just didn't enjoy seeing the performances with them. Um, but if no one else has anything pertinent, uh, I think we're ready to just give our, our refund totals on this one. So sure. this movie came out in 2013. So we're looking at about eight bucks again, uh, just like last week. So Cameron, I think because maybe, I don't know. I don't, I feel like we, I think it's pretty obvious what all of us are going to do on this one. But Cameron, why don't you go first? Yeah, I'm not going to ask bucks. for any money back on this yeah, one. I didn't think so. Um, would you watch this again? Would you pay to watch this again? I didn't pay to watch it once. So, how did you watch it? I used the Stars free trial. Oh, smart! I didn't have my free trial. I already used it. Oh um, yeah. So let me ref- let me rephrase the question. Would you pay to watch this again? Like because you haven't paid yet, would you pay money now to watch the movie? No. No. Okay. All right. But if I went and saw it in theater, like if I went and saw it in theater, you wouldn't have been I, upset if I like, when it came upset. out. You I was just like, yeah, yeah, that was alright. Okay, it would be one of those like you walk in, you watched it, yeah, it was fine. You don't yeah. really think about it much, but after that, yeah. Okay, uh, I'll go next. Um, this movie really bothers me. I don't enjoy it. I, it, I think it's still one that I would recommend people see it if they haven't, because maybe they have, maybe they're similar to Cameron and less similar to me. Oh, I, um, oh, I still would not recommend this movie to people. No, you wouldn't recommend it. No, there's better things to watch. Oh well, that's fair. Yeah. If someone was like, "Hey, should I watch Elysium?" I'd be like, "Watch District Nine instead." That oh, would be point, yeah. that would be my answer, you know. Or like these, this a list of these like other what's arrival? Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I'm gonna ask for the full eight bucks back on this one. I'm pretty bummed that I even had to spend money to rent it. Uh, Joel, this was your film. You get the final say on this one. Eight dollars on the table. What are you doing with Elysium? I'm getting a full refund. Yeah. That's what we're gonna happen. Uh, okay, boys. That kind of puts the nail in the coffin on Elysium here. We have a couple things we got to do first before we wrap up. First thing, we didn't do this last week, um, but I want to do it again this week. We have our recommendation films. I have a feeling you were going to go there. Yeah, because you don't have one ready yet. I never have one. No, you don't. Uh, I know Cameron doesn't have one yet. Or does he? Does he? Um, he might. It sounds like he does. I'm trying to find. Everybody's waiting patiently. We're ready to go. Counting down. Five, four, three, oh, two. Shit. All right, Cameron, go. It's your turn. Okay, well, <laughs> I think... Hold on one second, actually. Oh, my God. He said he was Although, ready. I finally watched Encanto the other day, and it was, oh. it was good. Um, I definitely don't think it was great. It had some problems. It's hard when you say something like that because it's, like, still, like, any, well, Disney Animation or Pixar film is still going to be, like, fantastic. It's still a great movie. I just think in comparison to others, it just doesn't really stand out uh, to me. There's some good music. Um, there's some good funny, funny scenes, and the visuals are phenomenal. So watch it. It's good. I, I, that sounded like it was like a recommendation of me saying something that wasn't that good. No, it, it is. It's very good. It's just yeah. I wouldn't say it's like top tier. Yeah, you def- definitely didn't sell that. Um, I know. You really didn't think like where would you put that in like the Disney animation, like recent Disney animation, like ever since they went to the 3D animation style, like so. Well, keep in mind, I still haven't seen um, Raya. Okay. Um, so, but you've seen 
most of the other ones, right? I think we've seen everything else. I don't think there's anything else that I've missed. Um, Let me... Like, you what? guys continue along while I make sure I have my list up and I'll... Okay. See. Okay, go ahead, Cameron. You're next. Um, so... I watched so I watched the movie The Fallout this week. Um, I feel like that was kind of it might be on some people's list. I think that movie's all right. Um, Is that the one uh, the one with uh, Shailene Woodley and uh, yeah. Jenna Ortega? Yeah. yeah, I was I want to check that out. Yeah, it was it was all it was it was good. There was mm-hmm. one thing I really didn't like, and Whitney, if you're listening to this, um, Whitney and I talked about it, and we both had the same thought right after we watched it about what we did not like about it. So I, I have a feeling it'll probably be an issue for quite a few people. Um, so I, the movie I will 100% recommend though. Um, and this one, I'm, if you haven't seen it, then, you know, where, where have you been? Um, but I watched Lady Bird again this week. <laughs> there you um, go. And I mean, that movie is just absolutely incredible. It's great. I, I mean, I don't. I don't like to throw the word "perfect" around too often. I think Lady Bird's the Bird is a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's up there with like La La Land, Silver Lang's Playbook for me. Um, so. And what about Licorice Pizza? Um, it, I yeah, Licorice Pizza probably as well. I still need to watch that some more before I can like put it up there. You know, like to exist. I don't know, man. You gave that thing a glowing. It get, yeah, it definitely gets a glowing it. review, but like. I've only seen it twice where I've seen Lady Bird like six or seven times. I've seen All and probably 15, 20 times. So, okay. you know, Lady okay. Bird. Fair enough. Uh, do you have your answer? Yeah. So let me read off the list. If you're counting from Frozen or from Frozen, from Tangled, I'm not going to count Winnie the Pooh. Um, no, I don't count still that. TV. Yeah. Um, but Tangled, Wreck-It Ralph, Frozen, Big Hero 6, Zootopia, Moana, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Frozen 2, Raya and Encanto. Okay. Having not it? seen Raya. That's it? Wow. Yes. Okay. Having not seen Raya, yep. I would say, and again, I am not saying this is a bad movie, but of all those films, I would say the only film that I put underneath it is Ralph Breaks the Internet. I think of all the other films that have come out, I've enjoyed all of those more than I enjoyed Encanto. Okay. I think that's fair. I really do. Um, I think Encanto is, a, is one that is... It's never, it's not going to be, I don't think it's ever going to be in anybody's like top tier Disney film list. I think it's always going to be one where people are like, oh yeah, that was really fun. I enjoyed that. It resonates with some people a lot more than others. That's why. Of course. Yeah. Like I really liked it a lot. I, but I, I've been able to watch it. I saw it in the theater. I've been able to watch it on Disney plus since that came out on like January 12th or whatever, whatever it was. And I haven't had any inclination to watch it again since I would watch Raya again before I watch this one. Um, did you like Sing or Encanto more? Me? Yeah, Sing um, two or Encanto. I like Encanto more. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sing, the Sing movies are fine. They're fun. I like the music. That's really all it is. It's like big Hollywood stars singing a couple songs. It's fun. Um, so my movie that I want to recommend for the show, uh, this movie had very much sci-fi and robot elements to it and i want to stay on task with that i made a comment during the watching of the film that one of the robots reminded me of another robot so i'm going to recommend wally oh i thought everybody. you were gonna say uh, you were gonna recommend uh, robots Finch. yeah no i have seen robots though <laughs> that movie is not good it's, it's what are you talking about oh that, don't no, don't I, don't talk poorly about robots i just i just did. Oh, Woody Allen film 
the disrespect. It very much is, yes. Woody Allen is heavily involved in that film. Is he really? I believe so. I, I for There's some reason I thing. felt like what? I had a dream. I thought that he was, was a Woody like one Allen of the voices. I don't think so. I thought he was. I know Woody Allen was heavily involved in that Ants movie. I know yeah. that he was the lead in that, right? Yeah, he is the main character. I don't remember his name. I don't. I don't remember anything. I don't see anything about Woody Allen attached. To okay, maybe it was movie. just a dream that I had. Now maybe I was just. I mean, they got a good cast in this in this robots movie. God damn. Yeah, Amanda Bynes. Uh, I mean, Robin Williams, Ewan McGregor, Mel Brooks, Halle Berry. I know. I <laughs> wow. Halle Berry. Big Weld came up like four times this past week in my life. Believe it or not. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, those are our recommendations. For I don't think Woody Allen was in that movie. And then why did Ryan know. agree with me? Because it sounded. You right. guys were probably thinking about ants. I think I was. Yeah. I was like, he was in some bad DreamWorks movie, and I just didn't. <laughs> I got them mixed up. Um, all right. So those are our recommendations. Uh, I'm excited. I think it's time. I'm excited. It's time. So it is my chance now to recommend the next film. And I have to say that I have a really fun film that I want to talk about. It's one of my favorite bad movies to talk about. And I'm really excited to see what you guys think. So the film that I want to recommend is, hold on, did you hear that? No, I didn't hear that. There's a knock on the door. Hold on. Oh my back. God. see what that is. It's a bit. You guys keep, you just keep it going. Just it's keep a the bit. show going. I'll be right back. Cameron, I don't know what's happening. He know. told me the other day, he was like, oh, you're going to be there for recording. You'll be there for the surprise. All right. I have no clue what the surprise is. I'm really excited. I don't know what movie he's picking. I literally whatever's about to happen, I have no clue what Does it, it is. Does it bring in a dead body? I don't know. I can hear things out there, out there, but they're not answering any questions for me. So I'm Are there excited, people but I'm out also there? scared. Does he bring in a person? He, he brings in Matt Damon. Yeah, that would be pretty <laughs> incredible. What if he oh, has no, I literally have no clue what's Damon. about to happen right now. Um how are you <laughs> ryan's gonna be gone for the next hour dude imagine he just doesn't come back the, the that's new... the surprise dude no it would be really crazy if he walked into your room right now i think he's that would back. scare me that would be really impressive he said there's oh oh there was a note a note was just passed to me uh-oh um i'm gonna read it i'm assuming right. <laughs> oh god i I haven't even read it, but I saw the movie. Okay, you ready? Here it goes. This note reads, I have captured your host. You boys have been sandbagging recently. It's time for you to take a plunge in the deep waters of suckage. If you want your friend back, your next film for your 43rd main episode stands the test of time as one of the worst films ever made. It's so terrible that one single episode will not do it justice. This will be your first podcast series about the film, Movie 43. You'll get more details next week. See you soon. Oh my god, I have not seen this movie, but neither have I. I, I know. Um, we what all I'm know more it. impressed with is how did he make this work out scheduling wise that our forty third episode is gonna be this. So it's good. pretty impressive. Too bad our host isn't here right now. Is he like gone? Um, for gone? those of you at home, he's still not in this room. I don't all know right. if he's standing outside the door just listening to this. He still has his AirPod in so he could hear everything. All right. Um, but yeah, movie forty-three. That is our next film that we'll be talking about. Huh. So, 
I've actually always wanted to see this movie, and I feel I like I'm going to love it, honestly. Yeah, I think it's going to be – I mean, I remember when this movie came out and, like, seeing reviews of just, like, how bad it was. Right. What I don't know is how was he going to do this if I wasn't here? <laughs> we were just going to sit in silence for hours. So, all right, folks. Well, there it is, movie 43. Um, Cameron, you want to tell them where they can find us? Yeah, you know where to find us. We'll see you guys later. Oh, <laughs> no. gee, that was quick. <laughs> no, um, uh, you can find yeah. us on Instagram at uh, at refundpod. Same with Twitter. Uh, um, I'd like a refund podcast on YouTube. And we'll be starting up a TikTok here soon. Once I, um, oh, yeah, I, I've got some stuff I'm working on. So, all right. Uh, yeah. But Joel, you want to take us out? Sweet. Yeah. Thank you folks so much for joining us this week. I'm very excited to watch this one, just to watch it. Cause like I said, I've been wanting to watch this for a while um, and to see what Ryan has in store for us. So this is going to be interesting. This will be interesting. And I is hope Hugh Jackman going to be on our episode. I hope so. I hope he walks in and, and he's just in the episode, but yeah, uh, hopefully we get Ryan back soon. We'll try and rescue him by watching movie 43. Other than that folks, we're going to see you next week. I'm not a woman, 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 I'm not